Thank you for joining us for this episode. We are stoked to be joined by our good friend, Doug DeVries. We're going to be speaking about how uh, how we're too busy to bring in IPL on the OI show. The OI Show would like to thank Luminous for their support of this podcast. Luminous is the inventor of IPL, and they've presented the first and only IPL that is FDA-approved for the management of dry eye disease due to MGD. Introducing OptiLite, a bright solution for dry eyes. Elevate dry eye management with Luminous's patented Optimal Pulse technology. Get the safe, precise, comfortable, and effective therapy your patients need to manage dry eye disease with OptiLite. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, it is awesome to get to have my good friend, Doug DeVries, uh, on the show. He's been on the OI show before. That was with uh, Dr. Brujic. And so now you made the A-Squad and you're uh, you're getting to hang out with me this time. It's good to have you, buddy. Uh, Dave, it's great to be with you. I appreciate the opportunity. It's always fun that we you know, we basically do podcasts every time we get together. If we see each other in the hallway, we see each other to show we're we're talking about it. And I think, you know, being able to capture this is uh, is wonderful. So thanks for the opportunity. Well, so true, you know, and, and, and Mila and I always say this is like, how often do we talk to our friends and then just say, hey, you know, I bet other people would have just like been, you know, wanted to be a listening ear because they're asking the same questions. And so, Hey, if uh, anybody else wants to listen, if not, I'm curious about your perspectives anyway. Doug, for anybody who may not know you, tell us a little bit about your practice in Nevada. Tell us a little bit about all that you do. You're a, you're an innovator. You're somebody who uh, lectures all over the world, and uh, you 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 write and you consult and all this stuff. So tell us a little bit about you. And I'm too busy to do IPL. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's too busy. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've been very fortunate in my career. 32 years ago, I co-founded a medical surgical referral group because of the relationships between ophthalmology and optometry. Uh, and it's uh, grown to a tremendous level. I had a partner that his goal was to do enough surgeries to fill Dodger Stadium, which was where he grew up in Santa Monica, California. And we've not only surpassed Dodger Stadium, we're actually working on the LA Coliseum at this particular point. <laughs> As we so he very very successful. One of the outgrowths of that, with all the surgery, is twenty plus years ago he came to me and he said, "Doug, we need to figure out how this whole ocular surface situation is affecting our surgical outcomes." Mm. And he said, "By we, I mean you, because I'm not leaving the operating room. <laughs> <laughs> I've got stadiums to fill. <laughs> so I got stadiums to fill. So I started getting involved with industry. I started doing clinical trial, facing clinical trials uh, on." on different types of medications, uh, started really working with, with industry. And I, you know, I really found it over the years, really a privilege to work with industry because you get to find out what's in the pipeline, what's starting, what's going yeah. as a result of doing all this, I really put my focus on ocular surface. So 90%, 90 plus percent of my practice is strictly working with the ocular surface and interior segment and trying to optimize results, trying to get patients that haven't been, haven't received relief, giving them relief. So I have 
kind of a regional referral network between ophthalmologists and optometrists in Northern Nevada, Northern California that send patients. So I've really been fortunate to spend a lot of time. And I, I find this fascinating because yeah. it's so multifaceted. There's so many underlying etiologies that you have to dissect that. And one thing I will say is that there is no silver bullet. There is no magic one touch thing. It really is a combination because there's so many etiologies that are really driving the occupations. Yeah. Yeah, well, you and I get to be uh, on a lot of ad boards, right? And each of those companies is like, well, tell us how our product is the only one that patients need. And that's never the case. It's always multifactorial and there's no many other things that we do. So, Doug, to give us a perspective, I know, you know, now, you know, 35 years in, you're not in clinic five days a week. Neither neither am I. We're, we're consulting and we're, you know, lecturing around the country quite a bit as well, doing podcasts and and other sorts of things. But, you know, on a on a on a given day when you're in clinic, like what kind of patient volume are you seeing uh, in your clinic for uh, from an optometry perspective, right? I know you have associates and, and other doctors that work with you in the clinic, but like, what does that kind of look like for your clinic? My clinic, the, again, dedicated to ocular surface, I am in two full days a week and I see 35 uh, to 40 patients during those. And the 35 would be if some of the patients don't show or they have to reschedule. Typically, I'll schedule 40 patients in a day. Okay. Wow. And then you guys have other uh, patients being seen outside of the ocular surface clinic as well. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, there's in clinic. two other simultaneous clinics that are going outside mm. of mine in the general ophthalmology and the referral in the cataract and refractive. So that that's going on as well. We have two different buildings. So, uh, you know, with 13 different exam rooms. So, yeah, we, uh, you know, in my exam, so what I do, that's my schedule. And then they'll have another 80 patients over where there's multiple doctors seeing patients. Yeah. What does your, what does the physical aspect of your clinic look like? How many exam rooms are you working out of? And do you have multiple pre-testing rooms or how does that, I, I know you've built it along the way. It didn't start off 35 years ago looking exactly like this, but what does that right. look like? Well, what it looks like is we built this large building with an ambulatory surgery center that was uh, about 8,000 square feet. And before we moved in, we'd outgrown it. So we bought the next building next to it and added. So we have a total of, we have the ambulatory, two-room ambulatory surgery center uh, in in one building along with um, eight exam rooms. And then we have five more exam rooms in the second building along with eczema laser and a lot of other uh, dry eye diagnostics and treatment protocols. So somewhere around 15, 16,000 square feet of, of facility with yeah. a lot of exam rooms. So it sounds like on any given day, you sit around, twiddle your thumbs and hope patients walk in the door. Is that uh, pretty, it's, it's, no. pretty, pretty much? Pretty much. It's, <laughs> yeah. 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 So it sounds like it's a busy practice for you. You are you are slammed on any given day. Um, b- before we talk about being too busy for things, um, you know, you and I, I think, I think you brought in IPL maybe three, six months before I did, you know, I, I I love to, I love to let other people be the guinea pig, but uh, you, you were able to do it and in chatting with you, you're like, Hey Dave, yeah, this is the real thing. This is something that's helpful for our patients. 
like we just said, you you and I bring in and treat patients all over the place with amniotic membranes. You know, we we do thermal pulsation on our patients. We use immunomodulators like crazy. Patient shows up in your chair. Who are the ones that you're saying IPL? Go have IPL. This is what needs to be done at this point. So when do you recommend IPL? Well, and I've had time to really refine this. And when you refine some of your protocol, you like to stick with it because it works. Because I, I, it's actually eight years ago right now that I had started IPL. And during that time, what I found wor- really works well for me is we have this protocol where we do some point of care testing. And one of the point of care tests that we do that really isn't reimbursable as a point of care test is myography. And so when I see that patient, they have myography, we have some other data, inflammation, osmolarity. And what I'll do is if they have telangiectasias on the lid, and they have MGD, and I've pressed on those meibomian glands, then they get information on the first visit about what we can do to take care of some of the damage that has already taken place as a result of their condition. And the fact that it has progressed to the point of causing damage. And we look at the the mybography, we look at, which is the structure, then we look at the function, which is what does that mybome look like? Those patients will get literature and information. And I will tell you the vast majority of time with those patients, the next time I see them, they're actually is not returned for the medications I put and put on, that they're scheduling for a procedure, that they're scheduling to start their IPL treatments because they get it. I don't, I don't do a stepwise where I'm waiting down the months to actually introduce it. I tell them at some point, we're going to have to take care of that damage that's already taken place as a result of your progressive condition. And what, what is that material? What is that, you know, ed- educational information look like, right? With 40 patients, you don't have time to sit there for a half hour and talk to them about IPL. So you've streamlined that approach. What does that informational stuff look like that you give them? It looks like in the form of brochures. And then my mm-hmm. staff will actually say what we do. And they'll go through the detail is we'll actually schedule out five different visits, four for IPL, one for thermal pulsation to go here's, and then they'll hand them the literature, say, this is the pricing on this. And we also don't say it's not insurance covered. We just say, this is your out of pocket. Cause after all patients are concerned with what are they going to have to pay out of pocket? And if it was like $5,000 and their insurance was paying $4,000, they want to know the thousand dollars out of pocket. So we just say your out of pocket is this. We don't ever say it's not covered by insurance. Yeah. Because that's what patients really want to know. So you you say to them that uh, the total treatment is this much, but this is the mu- how much out of pocket. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty brilliant too. Um, and then it, do they say, well, why isn't that covered by insurance? Sometimes they'll ask staff members that. I usually don't have that dialogue with them because I'm passing that off. I'll tell them you know, the treatment that we really need to do to take care of the damage. And I'll say it's something called intense pulse light. And this really is my entire talk to them. This yeah, is something that was discovered years ago that was being used strictly cosmetically. And I use it strictly therapeutically and I manage the cosmetic side effects. And then they want to know what side effects are those. They say, well, removing sunspots, age spots, tightening the skin with production of collagen and taking care of rosacea. But that's what it was used for, what you use in therapeutically. And then I have to manage those cosmetic side effects that we have. Then that's followed by, so we're going to reduce the inflammation. And then it's followed by a procedure where we're going to evacuate those myomian glands. We're removing the obstruction. So first it's calm the inflammation, then remove the obstruction. 
great, great thing you brought up right there is that is the big question is if you're going to do a thermal pulsation procedure using something other than manual expression, why do you do that last? Why don't you do it first? I have put it in every position possible to see what works best. And I've just really titrated it down that it works best to let them go through the four sessions of IPL and then do it just seems like you get a better expression. They also get micro exfoliation at that time. The staff shows them what the package would be to do that and what their out of pocket is and what it would be if they did these things a la carte. So they get this, this value proposition to them as well. But again, staff handles the majority of that because yeah. we, can't, we can't get bogged down with that. Yeah. So in the in the conversation of what's not covered by insurance, what are the things within the pricing that you give them that is covered by insurance? What are is that office visits? Is that the appropriate? Do you charge a medical office visit in addition to each of the IPL and thermal pulsation procedures that people see? No, actually I don't. And the reason I don't is then, I mean, when they come in, they're going right to the procedure room. I'm walking in, they're prepared. I spend my very few minutes doing the procedure and I'm out. Otherwise, what we'd have to do is bring them back, go through an exam, do that. And I'm not going to give them a lot of new information at that point. But at the end of that, what I do is then I appoint them and then they're coming in. So I'm given the synopsis of what type of benefit they've seen, what kind of advancement we've seen with patients. And and by the way, something that is just a little uh, pearl that I've really found, because a lot of patients, when you do procedures, they'll say, I really don't feel any difference. One of the things I do on all these patients, I find out what the neurotrophic aspect is, how much corneal sensation there is. And then I tell these patients, you may not feel what I see because mm. you have a yeah. down regulation. So you're going to have to rely on what I am seeing as a, as a doctor on the improvements we're getting. And you may notice some in the way of vision, you may notice, but you may not feel exactly what I see. And that really helps because you tell them on the back end, you're making an excuse. If you tell them on the front end, you're telling them the reality. Yeah. Okay, so you are doing most of these treatments. Do you have anybody else who does the treatments in your office? I do the IPLs and I, I do the IPLs because I love them. And okay. I'm always titrating. I'm always, because when I say I'm managing the cosmetic side effects, I'm trying to improve the cosmetic side effects. So yeah. I'll start out with the algorithm and then I'll increase the amount of energy. I'll increase the depth at which I'm going. And if Tell I, us a little bit about that. Okay, so you're setting up the the IPL in a certain way and, and, and then like what kind of filter are you using? What passes are you doing? And so forth. Initially, what I'll start out with is the ophthalmic algorithm that Ron Otoyos uh, really created, which is fairly low energy, three pulses, 590 filter. It typically is a, uh, a treatment that has about a 50 millisecond delay, uh, you know, about 60 uh, millisecond uh, treatment. So it has those nice peaks, very gentle on that. I want to find out dermatologically how they're going to. And then from there, I'll roll right into the aesthetics where I'm going to a 560 filter. I'm going to a double pulse and I'm modulating the power according to how they did. So I can really affect it, especially if we're looking at pigmented areas on the skin you have to find the level they're at. And a lot of times it's not at that 590 level, the 560 gives you a little different, more superficial level. So I I really vary it according to, and and then try to, you know, I'll put on corneal shields uh, on subsequent visits, get the lids themselves, especially if they're prone to schlesians. But I really try to tailor it. And that's why I do it myself is I want to have just a set protocol that I have an esthetician doing. So, 
uh, do you do a double pass with 590 and then go back and do 560 things? No, I'll do a do triple a pass with pass? 590 and then come back with a 560 on a double pass. A triple pass. Yeah, two two passes with a triple pulse. Right, two passes, triple pulse, and then you come back with a double pulse with the 560 for an, an additional pass or, right. yeah. Depending yeah. on how they reacted. And I, I like to start that my second treatment because I want to know how they reacted. Because, I mean, it's been eight years. I haven't burnt a patient. I'm knocking on my desk right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. haven't burnt a patient. And so I'm conservative in terms yeah. of, I have a couple first, of female uh, dermatologists yeah. that I treat. And one of the things they tell me is they know the equipment that I have is quality equipment. They also like the way I'm conservative and the way I ramp up because they, as dermatologists, treat people who have been in med spas and burn. And oh. so, you know, they so they really like that idea. So I've kept consistent with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, you know, I don't understand this. Uh, how the heck are you fitting this into your schedule? I'm hearing from doctors, I don't have time to bring in, you know, IPL into my office, right? I, I'm, I'm seeing 20, 25 patients a day. How, how, how do you bring this in? And maybe you can even speak to how you've heard other people using auxiliary staff uh, or an esthetician or something to, to fit that into their practice. Well, I think it's really important on what you dedicate your time to. You may be very busy, but you may be non-productive time as well. You may be very, very busy, but you're doing things that you could delegate to a staff and you don't have to do yourself. I mean, for instance, when I go in to the IPL to do the treatment, they have the coupling gel on, the seals are there ready to seal, or the uh, the corneal shields are, are ready to go in. The instrument has been set up according to the skin typing. I just go ahead and I make any modifications I want. And then doing two passes with that patient, I mean, it's three and a half, four minutes. And then the technician will clean up the patient, will go through, will give them their instructions using moisturizer, sunscreen, and they set them up. They're already set up for their next appointment. They just say, okay, we'll see you then. Keep track of how much redness, how much tenderness, like feel your windburn. So the staff really does that. So when I'm looking at it, I'm in it less time than I'm in actually in an exam room. Yeah. When I'm seeing so, somebody. So, so Doug, some people are, aren't, aren't necessarily familiar with this. I, I'm sorry I'm digging into your protocol a little bit. You walk into the room, the technician has got the patient already. The settings are already set because it's pretty easy and you can even put in your chart what that's going to be. But in the first visit, you're going across their face with 25 shots or so of IPL with a 590 triple pulse filter. And then, on, sorry, about 50 pulses, 50, 50 pulses. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so then they come back and they're there for their second visit. Do you do the 590, 50 pulses and then come back again with the 560 with 50 pulses? First, I ask them how they responded, how long, if they, if they felt much redness, did they feel like they had a little bit of a wind burn and if so, how long, and then I'll adjust according from them. But that's when they get the double pass with the triple pulse and then i go in and come back and do on top of that do the 560 with a a single pass double pulse so you're maybe doing 200 shots give or take and and how long does that take i I know the answer because i do it myself but (laughs) i'm asking this from the perspective of like how long are you in that room probably four minutes 
Yeah. So, you know, from a perspective of you can hire somebody else to do it, but in reality, if it's all preset and, and you're training your team effectively in this, it's the sort of thing where you can do five of these a day and it takes a half hour out of your day. Easily. Yeah. So, yeah. and five would be uh, huge for most optometric practices. Um, you know, if you're seeing patients a couple of days a week and you want to slam 10 of them in, um, you know, uh, uh, do 20 of them a week, that would be, you'd pay your instrument off very quickly with that. But it just seems like it's the sort of thing where if you yourself are doing it, you can fit it in with a half hour to an hour a week of treatments. Um, and if you're hiring somebody else to do it, then, you know, you can, you know, train, train them to do that. And some of the efficiencies can be that you schedule those IPLs first thing in the morning and right after lunch. And so while they're working up other patients, they're getting patients ready for you to see in your exam room, you're walking in and you're doing that, that four or five minutes and you're done with that. And that's two of the IPLs and really didn't cost you extra time because you've been waiting mm -hmm. for patients to be worked up. Right. Yeah. You just uh, can't be watching Netflix or YouTube with your lunch, right? You got to be, right. got to be helping patients. That's awesome. That's right. Well, dude, I, I'm always honored to get to hear how you're bringing things into your clinic because um, you really do it, right? You are seeing, uh, you know, 80, 120 patients in a two or three day period. And uh, you, I mean, you're just crushing it. And it's so awesome to get to see how you implement things. And, and I know your business mind. So you're, you're working around it is like, how do I make this work? So it benefits the patient benefits, the practice, and it works with my staffing and, you know, the team. And so always appreciate your perspective on this. So myth busted, you're not too busy to do IPL in your <laughs> not practice. Not too busy to do IPL and, and really evaluate where you are spending your time. Yeah, because you can carve awesome. out some of that. And there's some things that you are used to maybe out of habit of doing. And if you hand some of those tasks off to your technical staff, you pick up that time quite easily. Okay. So maybe it's just, you're too lazy to do IPL. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is, right? Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Well, thank you for hanging out with me on the OI show. It's always uh, awesome to talk with you. That uh, was a pleasure, Dave. Thanks for inviting yeah. me. And thank you for joining us for this episode. Make sure to like and subscribe. Stay tuned next time to the OI show.